0: Hey everybody, this is Gene Troyer. I'm the lead pastor of Restore Church. And what a pleasure it is to welcome you to our podcast. It's my hope that you will be marked by love and encouraged in your faith and inspired to become all God has created you to be. Now I invite you to lean in and enjoy the podcast. If you don't know me, my name is Jordan. I uh, hang out here around church of the team here, and it's uh, super grateful to be here this morning sharing on this holiday weekend. I joked with some of you, um, this is the weekend where uh, notoriously our lead pastor normally takes off the week, and you have either a youth pastor or ex-youth pastor speaking, so you got me this morning. So really grateful to be here, it's pretty awesome. (laughs) Uh, If you're new around here, I wanna let you know, uh, we're really big on the Bible. We're really big on community, we're really big on the Bible, and each and every week we spend the next 30 or so minutes together opening up this word and really digging into truth because sure, this may be some thousand years old, these words that are written in here, but what I have found in my, I'm I'm gonna tell you a secret, 35 and a half years old at this point. It's really depressing. (laughs) But in my 35 and a half years of being on this earth, when I open up this text here and begin to read it. These words are for me, they're for you at every single season, in any moment in life. And that's pretty big to say, that's pretty profound. So this morning we're gonna spend time really uh, opening up these words, and I I believe God has kinda laid a message on my heart and uh, really grateful to be sharing it this morning. If you missed any of the past couple weeks, Pastor Gene brought us through a conversation on everyday theology. Come on, it was good. If you've missed any of the past weeks, jump on any of our socials, restore.church, and you can find, catch up later this week, those conversations, and believe me, you'll be better, better for it. And where Gene landed last week really um, spoke to half of our mission here at Restore. He spoke on Know Your Neighbor. And for us as Restore, we our, our mission here, and it's, it's no surprise, we're big on God around here, it's to know Jesus and know our neighbor. And this morning, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this conversa- conversation because if I'm real with you, I think what God has been doing in my life over the last couple of months might be something that he wants to download to you this morning. So I'm gonna give you the title of my message this morning. And honestly, it's a more of an admission on my part to you. It's this. I want to know God. I want to know God more. I want to seek him. I want to come close to him. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go, we're going to look at the book of Philippians this morning, Philippians chapter three. The apostle Paul is writing here. We're going to We're gonna read it from the outset and then in a little bit we'll go back and I'll give it context to what the the Apostle Paul is writing here, but Philippians chapter three, verse eight. If you don't have your Bible, I'll let it slide. There'll be words on the screen behind me. He says this in verse eight. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I've discarded everything else, counting it as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law, he says, rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith, and in our key text this morning here in verse 10, it's this. I want to know Christ. The Apostle Paul, he, he writes, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I, wanna, I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Paul, he's writing fellow Jesus followers in, of a community of Philippi and He goes on record and makes a really big statement here in verse 10. I I want to know Christ. And that statement that he uses there, I believe it can be an encouragement for us all here this morning, whether you're in the house this morning or whether you're joining us live or on replay. We're really grateful that you are part of us this morning. But Paul, he goes on record here and makes a really big statement that I believe is an encouragement that we can take and put into our life right now. That knowing Jesus is, that knowing Jesus is and should be more valuable than anything else. I know we prayed a couple times this morning, but would you bow your heads and pray with me? Lord, thank you for this moment that uh, we've come around as a community. It's a significant moment. God, you're at work, and we just wanna lean into that. So God, we uncross our arms this morning and we open up our hands to receive from you. Show us who you are. In your name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. So, yeah, I wanna speak from that admission this morning of I wanna know God. I wanna know God. I don't wanna put words into your mouth. I don't wanna kinda take you on this emotional ride, per se, but if I were to ask you, if you were to take inventory of of your life with Christ, like what? What does it look like right now? And what I mean by inventory, like how are you doing with knowing God? How are you doing with knowing God? For me, I'm always transparent, which sometimes uh, works against me, but for me, I've been, I've journeyed the last couple of months and I found myself asking the question, how am I doing with, with knowing Jesus, I've asked that question, and for me, this is transparency moment here, right, okay? I think we're all better for it when we're honest and transparent with one another. I've been in a wandering season, and have you ever been in one of those seasons where you just kinda feel like you're just wandering through life, day passes by and another day comes around, and you you ask the question like, where am I going? What am I even doing? God, like, like I'm feeling kind of empty right now. I'm, 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 I might feel like kind of defeated in what I'm doing. Like, God, where are you right now? Some of those statements and questions kind of describes where I've been. And for me in those seasons, my go-to, and this is not something you need to take notes on, but my go-to is always throwing myself into as many things as possible because guess what? I know myself pretty well. That stuff keeps me distracted. It keeps me distracted. And really that's the enemy's way of kind of putting a lid on the whole like kind of defeated thing. I'm really good at keeping myself distracted because I don't deal with really the soul questions that I need to be working through. This kind of came to a head uh, a couple weeks ago where I was having a conversation with a friend and uh, I must have told them along the way I'm gonna be preaching on such and such date and they asked me, hey, what, what, what are you teaching on? And in that moment, I was like, ah, oh, you know, like still working on it, it's gonna be good, and, but, Which is not at all what I wanted to say to them. It's not at all what I wanted to say. What I wanted to say is like, I have no clue. Because internally, internally, in my soul, my heart, I I felt empty, I felt dry, and if I'm honest with you, I really didn't feel like I had anything more to give to a Sunday morning conversation. And uh, it might have been that afternoon, later on that afternoon, I'm not, i really sure, I don't, I don't quite remember the exact moment, but I do remember as I was driving, I had one of those honest conversations with God. You ever had one of those honest conversations with God where you say, God, I have no clue what you want from me. Have you been there? Have you said those words? I have no clue what you want from me. I shouldn't be surprised, but it's amazing when you get real, when you get honest with God, when you include him in your every day, it's amazing how he works. Because almost in an instant, what came to my mind, honestly, was our mission of Restore Church, to know Jesus and our neighbor. I feel like I'm really good at like knowing my neighbor. Like, I'm a people person, I love hanging out and meeting you, I love being in this community with you. And sure, I'm gonna go on record and say, I'm a follower of Jesus. You don't have to pray for me quite yet on that, okay? I am a follower of Jesus. But as I was driving, the whole no Jesus part kept kind of going around in my mind, and over the next few days, um, it's really interesting how God was bringing little conversations, little pieces into my life that really centered around this thought, this idea of knowing him. I opened up Spotify one day. I'm a Spotify, avid Spotify user, so there that is. It's good. It's a good app, you should uh, subscribe to it. Normally my go-to lately has kinda of been this like 80s kinda of, like pop music, but I found myself listening to worship music. Go figure, right? And there's a song that came on that I was like, huh. Wow, those words. There was something that like those words attached straight to like my soul and like there was this, there, was, like, there wasn't this dotted line, it was like a straight connected line from those words, those lyrics, into what my heart was truly saying. And then I got in a conversation with a couple of friends uh, on about how their pursuit of knowing Jesus kind of felt like at a standstill for their life and I was like, huh. like God, what in the world are you doing with, with all of these little pieces? And, he began to show me, Jordan, your pursuit on knowing me. He didn't use the word suck, okay, but honestly, if I could tell you, if I could define it, y'all, in this wandering season of my life, my pursuit of him, has sucked. Somewhere along the way, I just, I don't know what it was, don't know when it was, but basically, I just threw it in the neutral and just said, hey, God, you know, I'm good right now. I got a lot going on if you don't know. But think with me about knowing somebody, okay? Talking about building relationships. Think about me when you're getting to know someone. There's like this process of getting to know them, right? You get introduced to them, you maybe get their name, you find them, or let's find them, I'll be real with you. You stalk them on social media. I know it. You connect with them again, maybe there's a next encounter, you get their contact info, you grab coffee, you go to dinner with them. And when you meet up for dinner, there's like this process of getting to know someone where you ask kind of like the probing questions, the background info. Where'd you grow up? What high school did you go to? Did you go to college? What do you do? How many kids do you have? You're looking for someone, because I could set you up, like whatever that may be, right? And little by little, as you begin to hang out and catch up with them more, there's this, you begin to reveal more about yourself as they reveal more about them. Like knowing someone, I say all that because the process of knowing someone, what I'm getting to is, it's just that, it's a process. And it's not long, or I mean, it's, it's not short, it's long. Right, think about your closest relationships that you do have. It's not like one day you show up at the door. Uh, hey, just, uh, hey, nice, nice to see you. Just just wanted to tell you today I finally did it. I know everything about you. It doesn't happen, right? That doesn't happen. We think we might know someone and then something else comes up. You're like, oh, okay, I'll just add that to the list of knowing you. And I, I think about my relationship with my spouse, with Krista, Goodness gracious, knowing someone, right? The journey of knowing a significant other, it's like a thing, it's a process, and it's wild. Because there's so many times where it's like, wait, huh? You're like, what? And you start to say things, do I even know you? Is this just me or is anybody else there? Anybody else wanna come in my boat with me? Anybody else there? Really? Is it just me? That's what I need prayer for, guys. That's what I need prayer for. Uh, You all are liars and we'll pray for you a little bit later. Um, No, it's it's wild though. Like I, I couldn't think of anything like real significant that sticks out in our relationship, but what I did think about was like our country music love I know I probably lost a lot of respect from some of you right there that I said that. We like country music, I like country music. Yeah, okay, cool, we'll start a crew. <laughs> but I think about country music and our love for that, and most of the time, we're really eye to eye on music. That's something that we just, we attach to. We know artists, we like artists, and she'll send me artists, and I'm like, yeah, love it. But there was a time a couple of years ago when, um, uh, <laughs> i gonna say it again, Doggone it. I like Taylor Swift, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, <laughs> there was a time, I don't know when it was, where we were going, how, if I played it or it just came on, Where, like, uh, I call her Tay-Tay, okay? We have a close connection. And Taylor Swift came on, and uh, she's like, I cannot stand Taylor Swift, and I was like, what? Since when? It was like, do I even know you? Like, from the very beginning, like, our song is a slamming screen door, it's up late, tapping on your window, okay, no. Like, I'm an OG Taylor Swift fan, and then when she said that, I was like, do I even know you? All that to say is like this continued pursuit of knowing, right? It's a process, that's all I'm saying. It's a process of knowing someone. And I think God was really getting my attention, friends. He was really getting my attention on that drive home where he wanted me to start taking inventory, like how have I been doing with knowing him? And I hadn't done a great job at knowing him. I really haven't done a great job at connecting with him. I haven't made him priority and looking back The difficulties that I was facing in that season, there's no wonder why I had more stress. There's no wonder why there was a whole lot more questioning with with life. I've told some of you, I swear I'm in a midlife crisis. Like, I wanna, I wanna get out of my neighborhood. I wanna buy three to five acres. I wanna have a couple of cattle. Like, it's a weird thing right now. It's a midlife crisis. I'm not going for the Porsche or the Ferrari, or anything like that. Give me three to five acres right now, I'm set. Midlife crisis, there you go. You're into Jordan's life right now. But here's the problem though. Little by little, our connection with God, whether it be our prayers to him, our worship to him, the reading of his word, Really, all that stuff gets to be the leftovers in our busy life, if we're truly honest. Instead of allowing our life to be centered upon our connection with him. I'm gonna say that again. Instead of our life being centered upon our connection with him. It's no wonder why we find ourselves in wandering seasons. It's no wonder why we're more concerned about what other people think of us rather than what God says, it's no wonder why we find ourselves wondering if there's any more to life than this. I'm reminded that the Bible says that we are like sheep who have gone astray. We've each turned to our our own way. In other words, we, as humanity, we're, we're like sheep. And what I'm told about sheep is that they don't have to be told to wander. Students, they just naturally drift. They just naturally go on their own. And then you and I, that's us. We have this propensity to wander that over time knowing Jesus honestly can get lost in the busyness of our life. And that's where I wanna challenge us today because I know that there's hope. As God was downloading hope to me, there's hope for you. The Apostle Paul, he writes this amazingly passionate letter to the Philippians, and that's really where we get to see Paul's heart. He writes in verse 10, I wanna know Christ. I want to know Christ. And sure, some that might have read his letter here might have said, "Um, hey, Paul, you wanna know Christ? Like, you've seen Jesus. Like, you met with him on the road to Damascus, right? You have done some pretty incredible things. You've been a part of miracles. You've set up Jesus communities all over now, and you wanna, like, you've already arrived, Paul. Like, what, what do you mean by know Christ? Previously, Paul's confidence, what he's saying it was really based upon himself. His background, his heritage, his achievements, his personal righteousness under the law. If you don't remember this, Paul, he was Saul who was a Pharisee, the keeper of the law. There was a checklist, like he was making sure the checklist was done right for the rules, keeping up with the law. But he says, all that doesn't satisfy him when it's come to knowing Jesus. Even worse, all those things He's saying those are the things that have kept him from experiencing the reality of God. All those things got in the way of knowing who God is. And in verse eight, he says, yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ. After all the years leading up to this point, in this very moment, Paul, he's not leaning on what the past was for his life. He says, no, 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 friends, it's, it's worthless when compared with knowing the infinite value. See, Paul, he's, he's looking forward. He's looking ahead to knowing and discovering Jesus that much more. He's not looking for information. He's wanting more of him. He's wanting more of a relationship. He says, for his sake, I've discarded everything else, counting it as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, rather, he says, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right depends on faith. Depends on faith. But once we put our trust and our hope in Jesus, Paul isn't saying it stops there, that the pursuit stops, that we just sit back and we throw it in the neutral, we just idle, because hey, we're, uh, we're saved, we're good, our salvation's good. Now Paul is saying in verse 10, I want to know Christ. He's not looking for another degree. He's not saying, oh, if we could just go back to what God did in the past, let's and 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 let's roll that tape again. I'm, I'm good with no 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 no. He says, I want to know Christ. He's looking forward. That word know that he uses there. I looked it up in the Greek, uh, the original Greek here, and it's the word Genosko, which means knowledge gained through personal experience. This Intimate companionship. You would, you would kind of uh, uh, attribute that to like a husband and wife knowing one another. Like there's this intimate relationship, this intimate knowing. And that's what Paul is saying here when he says, I want to know Christ. It speaks of knowing more deeply, more intimately. And that's Paul's desire to have the closest possible, possible personal relationship with him. To know his thoughts, to know his will. Friends, to know his, his works and his way. Chris and I, we've been married for uh, 14 and a half years. And really, as I was thinking about that, I think I've come to terms with we're not a young married couple anymore. I know. Wow, wow, wow. But those of us that have been married for quite some time now, you realize that when it gets to that point, relationship isn't totally effortless. As much as I would like to say that we have arrived in our relationship, we haven't. It's not effortless. To keep pursuing one another year after year, day after day at this point, right? It requires this deliberate thought and attention. And truly it's the same with us spiritually. To keep our attention on Jesus, to have it fresh and vital over the long haul, it's not automatic, friends. It takes and requires effort and constant attention to him. I'm telling you, it's easy to kind of get lulled into this complacency in your relationship with him. Even the good things, right, the opening up your word, maybe praying him coming on a Sunday morning, those things can easily drift into not actively pursuing God more deeply. We get lulled into sleep. See, when Paul writes the Philippians, he's Friends, he's been a follower of Jesus for some 20 plus, 25 years at this point. But he didn't rest on his past experiences. God used him for some really cool stuff. Can you imagine setting up like Jesus communities? Can you imagine seeing Jesus? Can you imagine performing miracles and not resting in that? Saying, ha, you know what, I'm good. Paul goes on in verse 12, he says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on. I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past, here he says it, and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Friends, this should be our heart. I want this to be my heart. Again, this is my admission to you. I wanna know God, I wanna know God more. Not to get caught up in what was, but to press on. Friends, we could be a community that says, you know what? God made this relationship personal when he sent Jesus to this earth. He's a personal God and I wanna pursue him. I wanna come close, to be personal with him. He came to have a relationship with us, and I wanna lean into that that says that God, you are my life, you are everything in it, and my response to you is a full devotion to you. When we say those things and start doing them, weird things start to happen to us. I don't know if you know this, but he begins to do things inside of you. He begins to make you more loving, more compassionate. He begins to give you joy (laughs) in every season. Like, it's crazy. Like, how does that even happen? It's through him. When you seek him, Just such a good word this morning. This has kind of resonated with a lot of us this morning, this word seek. When we seek after him, when we start pursuing him, he's not getting what's left over in our life. Guess what, he rewards us. Friends, knowing Jesus never happens by accident. You don't wake up one day and you're like, (sighs) Got close with God overnight. Or was just going through live, just going with the flow, and uh, shoot, spiritual powerhouse right here. <laughs> Doesn't happen. Friends, it takes this deliberate thought. You have to pre decide in your mind to pursue Him. Jeremiah 29 13. Thanks, Brenda. You could have preached my message at this point. Appreciate it. Message translation. It um, says it this way, and uh, this verse wrecked me. You'll find me when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else. Sit with those words for a second. You'll find me when you get serious about finding me I want it more than anything else. Do you want it more than anything else? How do we land this ship? It's kind of what I've wrestled with. And as I've taken inventory of my life, I was like, God, it's so basic. Knowing you, like... The things that you're saying to me right now, God, that's like so basic. And I knew coming to this conversation, I was like, ah, you know what? I can do better. I can be more creative. I'm gonna give you five points and it all starts with the same letter. And we all could like do a little rhyme with it. and it... But like I said, as I've taken a look at my life and for serious, as I'm being serious with you, I think if we wanna pursue Jesus needs to be basic. And I wonder if these can help you. I wanna know Jesus. I wanna know him. So I should be reading about him in the scriptures. The only way to truly know someone is by spending time listening to them. Friends, I don't know if you know this, but his word is right here. It's on your phone, it's laying on your nightstand. If we truly wanna know someone, we have to spend time listening to them. And the primary manner in which we can hear God is by spending time in his word. Friends, I've been busy. Have you? I wanna know him so I should be talking to him, prayer. Simply talking with God. God over my life has, has really challenged me in, in, uh, when I prayed to him to not let it be this formal conversation to him, but to be real and honest. Just like I was in my car that one day. Like, God, what in the world do you want from me? Like, that was the tone I gave him. And I think he honors that. You don't have to have yourself all put together. It's not coming to him, friends, when you are just in need. We have got to get out of that mindset. He will provide for you, but he's really also looking for you to come to him in your everyday moments, in the good moments. God, thank you, thank you for that. But man, do we capitulate only to the moments when we are in need. I wanna know him, so I, wanna, so I should be talking to him. I wanna know him, so I should be talking about him to those around me. If, if someone's really important to you, what happens? You talk about them, right? You bring them into your conversation. Like, do you know my guy, Craig? Like, he's a good dude. You should know him. Same with our relationship with Jesus. Craig, I gave you a shout out, bro, sorry about that. It's same with Jesus. When somebody's really important to you, you talk about them. Are you talking about him? Are you bringing them up? I wanna know him so I should be making him the most important, important part of my life. Whew, whew. Every setback, every victory, every circumstance, I need to be bringing him into that conversation. You'll find me when you get serious about finding me and wanting it more than anything else. That's my desire, are you there? I wanna get serious about knowing him, I wanna come close to him, I wanna know him. Here's what happens when we do, he rewards. I'm gonna paraphrase Hebrews 11:6. write it down on your notes on the side. It says that anyone who wants to come to him must believe one, that he exists and two, that he rewards those who seeks him. That's not, saying you're gonna pray eight hours a day and you're gonna get, uh, (laughs) why is that the first car that comes to my mind? I was thinking of a Prius. He's not giving you a Prius. (laughs) I don't know know why. Love y'all who have Priuses. That's great. No discrimination. But he rewards, that word reward literally means he responds when you seek him means that when you involve God in your life, guess what? God gets pumped. He's attracted to you. And I really do, I hope God helps you with the practical stuff of this life because, friends, he will. He cares about it. But you wanna know what his greatest reward is when you seek him? God's greatest reward of knowing him and seeking him As you, as you find him is, guess what? His presence. It's his presence. He rewards you with the sense that he's right there beside you. That he's helping you. That he loves you. That he cares about you. That he's for you. Friends, he's smiling on you. I want to know him. Here's how basic it is. I want to know him and I want to know if you want him to be part. There's nothing magical about this. It got really impressed on me, it's gotta be basic. There's a thing called the Bible app that's out there. You might know it, you might have it downloaded. God is driving me back to scriptures his scripture, and I wonder if he is you as well. On the Bible app, there's a plan, and there's really nothing magical. I knew I didn't want to necessarily just focus on one book of the Bible. I, I like, wanted to put some skin in the game for myself. So I found a plan on, on the Bible app. It's 46 days in the New Testament. Literally reading through the New Testament in 46 days. You might think, Psh all right, I'm already out. Ain't no way I'm doing that. Friends, it's, I've looked at it. It's only six to seven chapters a day. But I wanna know if you wanna be part, to hold each other accountable. I've got a profile on the Bible app, I created for myself. You can too if you don't already have a profile. But if you wanna be part of this 40-day journey, again, nothing magical. It's not the first of the year. None of that. Do you want to get serious about knowing him? Because I do. You want in, it's real simple. Text the word READ to our church number, 574-566-1870. It'll take about 30 seconds and we're gonna respond to you with a link to uh, to an invitation to join the plan with me. We can see, hold each other accountable to it it's not like I'm going to be calling you from the church phone. Um, hey, JB, you didn't do your Bible reading today. It's okay if you miss a couple days. But I want to know if you want in. Oh, I forgot to say, there's Sabbath days too. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> really, I want to spend time journeying through the New Testament. I haven't re- uh, read it cover to cover in this way, especially not in 40 days. Text read 574-566-1870. Try it. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. I was talking with a friend and I, I, I wrote this down on the side. I was talking with the friend and kind of feeling what I was saying, what I was feeling and I had this thought as we close, Would you stand with me? I have this thought that as we journey over the next 40 days, sorry, starting September 9th, I should say that as well, that's a Friday. No idea why I picked Friday, but it seemed like a good day. As we journey starting Friday, September 9th, over 40 days, I believe, I do, I believe, I had this crazy thought that as we're putting God first in our lives by reading His Word, I have a desire to think that some of us, I'm just gonna say it, I haven't really worked out this thought too much, but I'm just gonna say it. I have a thought that some of us might get addicted to God. That some of us might get addicted to including Him, to engaging with Him, to talking with Him, to being with Him. And friends, I truly do believe, like I said, there's nothing magical about 40 days, but I do believe that as we seek after Him, God is gonna respond. He's gonna respond. Would you join me? Can we do this together? You know what's amazing? I believe that in these 40 days, issues still might come up in your life. Problems still might arise, but I like to think that those problems might get a little bit smaller because our eyes are in here, right? First and foremost, if you don't know Jesus, I'd encourage you, Our uh, we have a prayer team that are gonna be down front in this next song. I'd encourage you to come down. If anything resonated with you and you do not have a relationship with him, Jesus, let's get that squared away first and foremost. Friends, if you have anything in your life that you need prayer on or just Want to come down and have somebody pray with you and encourage you in your pursuit of knowing him? Come on down. We're gonna sing this last song together and I'm just gonna pray as we close this time. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to stand here. Lord, that was a 40-minute message. I just looked at my clock and I'm so sorry. Dang it, God, I just wanna get close to you. and i 'm not doing I'm not doing my job if i'm not bringing those along around me so God let that let your message land Lord I know you're going to respond to us as we encounter you as we seek you I don't know God let this be it an incredible 40 days. We love you. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Please rate and review us on Spotify and iTunes and join us again for next week's podcast. We love you and pray blessing and peace over you and your family.